Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. Boy, we are loaded today, and we'll do our best to get to it all. Your phone calls and your emails, it's easy to call. It's 503-589-1220. That is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM.news. At the bottom of the hour, we will have our weekly visit with State Senator Dennis Linthicum. Talk about the latest bills that are going to be considered starting on the 6th of February, which is not very far away, by the legislature including the bill that he talked about last week. Yes, creating a statewide property tax. Yikes. Now, uh, more fallout. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly just give you a quick heads up and a warning here. There's more fallout from the discussion about Kim Thatcher's bill to stay on Pacific Standard Time instead of going to Daylight Savings Time. In a moment, we're going to chat with Amanda about that because she has a unique perspective, one that we didn't talk about yesterday that has to be considered. Also, we're going to talk a little bit more about the political coffee clatch meeting location. Again, we have two meetings coming up. We're going to decide on two different places. On the 6th of February, we're going to be meeting at, by the way, I think I misspoke. The legislative session begins on the 5th, Monday. Um, so we are going to be meeting on the 6th at Miller's Barbecue over there on the in the old State Farm building, which is now being run by the state of Oregon and rented, of course, as we massively grow and expand state government. We're going to hold our first meeting there, and that's on Tuesday night, the 6th. And then on Monday night, the 12th, we're going to be at Sparky's Tap House, which is right off of Mission Street behind the Carl's Jr. Two great meetings. It'll be an opportunity for you to weigh in. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Some other things that are going on out there that you need to know about. How long until Oregon proposes what they just did in Washington state. Proposing, they've introduced a bill in Washington state to put an 11% tax on the privilege buying ammunition. How long until that comes to Oregon? California's already done it. What about Oregon? Also, if you listened and watched War Room yesterday, Turning Point Action, that's Charlie Kirk's group, they're meeting in Las Vegas right now, 
holding a alternative to the Republican National Committee meeting, which is worthless and doing nothing. Turn to get this. Now, if you don't think this will make a difference in Oregon, I, I just want you to consider this. Turning Point Action has identified 4.5 million Republican voters that are disengaged. And these voters are in 10 battleground states. You see, what they talked about yesterday and that applies to Oregon is this. In battleground states, Republicans are losing in safe Republican districts. No, no, they're not losing the overall vote. They're losing in that they literally take them for granted. They don't go out, they don't go out and chase ballots. Now, for the and, and here's the thing you need to understand about, and I'll have this on the show plan today. If just five percent of those 4.5 million Republican voters that are not voting. It is more than enough to change the 2024 presidential election results because it's more than enough to overcome even the massive cheating that we know happened in 2020. Just 5% in 10 states, 4.5, just 5% of 4.5 million voters. Now, how does this relate to Oregon? Well, did you know that if in the House of Representatives, not the Senate, but the House of Representatives, if 4,300 people had voted differently, whether they're Republican, independents, or Democrats. If 4,300 people had voted differently, you know who would be in charge of the Oregon House? Republicans. Just 4,300 people. And you break that down into, like they're doing here nationwide with Republicans in 10 battleground states, if you break that down to the competitive races in the Oregon House of Representatives, the same concept of Republicans not voting, and they didn't. If you break that down, we win. Don't tell me that it's not possible. It happened in 2010, it can happen again. But what are the issues that make that happen? We talked about that yesterday. The polls are identifying two top issues. Is war one of them? Is cultural transgender stuff? There's a story today about how Montana, it's in Gateway Pundit, Montana Child Protective Services, Services medically kidnapped a girl, a teenage girl, took her from Montana took her to Wyoming to get gender-affirming care. They not only kidnapped the teenage girl, then they fully revoked 
the parents' custodial rights. Are those the issues that matter? Is it the massive invasion across the southern border? What are the issues that Republicans should use to skillfully thwart the Democrats' obsession with abortion, which works in Oregon? Can we counter it? The purpose of this show is to give you hope that you can and to give you ways that you can change your world with those in your world. Now, I I know we got people lined up on the phones. Hang on, all of you. Going to get to you in a moment. But I got to get to Amanda. Amanda, yesterday uh, after the show was over, you presented an idea about why we should go to daylight savings time and stay on it permanently rather than what Kim Thatcher is now proposing. What's that reason? Yeah. Good morning, Jeff. So my kids, they're really active in sports in the summertime. Um, And I'm really active with them. So like football, for instance, sometimes it starts at two in the afternoon and then they'll have a little break and then it goes all the way until 10 p.m. Um, That is pitch black, dark. uh, So it makes it really difficult for parents and kids with teenagers. And then also after work in summertime, a lot of time it's still dark for five more hours. So we'll get the kayaks and go uh, to the river with the kids and go have fun. If it's dark out by 5 p.m. in the summertime, I can't even imagine how depressing that would be, not only for me, but my kids as well. Well, it, it, it wouldn't be dark by 5 p.m. It would In the summertime, it would be dark. Well, if know, we in, kept it... it as is now. Well, you know, it, it would only move it an hour ahead. So it would be dark at nine instead of being dark at 10 now. Or oh. the sun would be going down at eight o'clock, 8.30 versus nine or 9.30. But your point is well taken. For a family that's busy with kids in sports. Yes, You need that extra hour in the summertime of daylight to complete the day's activities. And you're right. I mean, by the time you get home from work and then get your kids to, you know, get dinner and then get get them to a sports activity or any after hours activity, whatever it is that involves anything outside, you're bumping up against the ability, especially if you've got to drive across town or whatever. You're bumping Mm -hmm. up against the ability for a family to manage that. And we're really outdoorsy people, so we like to be outside as long as we possibly can, especially in the summertime with the weather. Okay. Thank so you, that's Amanda. that's my input. You're welcome. Th- th- that is a perspective we did not get yesterday. Now, Richard had weighed in on that um, with, he said, I would be ecstatic if we stay with Pacific Standard Time. Baloney of changing the clocks back and forth gets old. If people need the extra hour of sun so bad, get up earlier in the morning. Well, Richard, Amanda just articulated why that doesn't work. If you're involved in kids' sports, you need extra time in the day. Anyway, he talks about you'll feel better for it if you get up early. Fresh morning air and sunrise. Yeah, I know. He's thankful to Kim Thatcher that she's bringing this forward. So Richard and a couple of the other of you are in the minority because about 90% of you who have contacted me or even talked about it on air have been absolutely in favor of daylight savings time. Mm. 
All right, let's go to the phones. I'm going to start with Art. Then we're going to go to Ronnie and Freddie. Ronnie and Freddie, you guys may have to hang on through the break. Please do, because I want to get your perspective on all the things we're talking about. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Border, border, border. Most important You think it's all about the border? Well, Jeff, here's the thing, okay? We need to wake up and smell the roses. We're headed for war right here in our country. We're being invaded by people who want to destroy us. And we're not doing a dang thing about it. It's coming, Jeff. We're going to have a red dawn because of our border. And you watch that movie and that's where we're headed. We had 9-11. This is going to be a hell of a lot worse if we don't wake up and smell the roses. That's well, my comment. Well, because it'll be in Jeff, our I... communities. It, What's it'll that, be in our restaurants. You'll never know yep. when one of these jihadis is going to launch an attack. could be in our shopping malls. It could be anywhere. It could be in a church service. It's already happened. Yes, and it's going to increase because that's the motivation of those radical Islamists. Death to the infidels, Jeff. And it's Well, and it's also a result up. of the radical leftist policies of Obama being and played Biden. out through Joe Biden's Biden. open border policy. You're right. Border, border, God border. Bless, Is he yeah. right? Ronnie and Freddie, hang on. I'm going to get to your thoughts on all of this when we come back. Thanks, Art. Back in a moment, folks. It's 620. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. I promise we go right back to the phone. So we'll start first with Ronnie, then go to Freddie. Ronnie, good morning. All right, I'm going to address three things. One, out of those battleground states, basically 225,000 voters would make it and we would have those we would have the voting we need to get congress and trump in office two you have the border situation let's use the shootings out there and the burning of four bodies in Adelano, california that's the area i grew up at in san Bernardino county in california that's i used to go to fairs and shows at san Bernardino county fair up there where they had it that was off of 395 and they burnt the body. This is because of the invasion forces, as you find out in Northern California, up and down the, the Douglas, Coos, Curry, Polk, <laughs> Lynn, which is unique. All these places I mentioned is along the coastal range, all the way far north as seaside, the cartels with California, uh, uh, Jalisco, New Generation, Del Norte, and even the Chinese triads is involved in this human trafficking, organ harvesting, and mutilation and sex trades of our children and women, just like by Poodle Creek, where they had a lady tied for two weeks dead 
along the tree out there. And the last thing I will say is I would encourage all people to give Mr. Hakeem Jeffries of Congress telling him, because he's had a 30-page 30, 30 bullshitter list of everything going on, saying that we don't need the impeachment of Mayorkas. In the military, he would be court-martialed for a dereliction of his duties and for not fulfilling the oath of office, just like what need to happen to Joseph Robinette Biden. And we need to hold it accountable. But we got to get up there because here's the problem. I'm going to sum it up right here in less than 10 seconds. The Republican National Committee on Arona McDaniel, she has ran around and just thrown everybody under the bus. The people is burnt out. You look at over a million people in my own, half a million in our own state that has become NAVs. What's the problem? No backbone because of David Brock Smith and others that sold us out for pieces of silver. And I think our numbers is down as low as 725,000 compared to almost 980,000 and 20,000. And I mean, I mean, 2020 on the voters that's registered to get those voters back. These precincts, these counties need to get off their bar and get out there and knock on NAV doors, knock on some conservative Democrats knows because we have the various programs that'll tell us to do it. Or do like I do. You talk to people in the grocery stores, gas stations, wherever else, and open up a light conversation while you're in line doing grocery shopping. And you'll be surprised how much they move. When you the make Republican Party—that's right—and it would make a difference. Ronnie, I'm going to let you go because I need to get go to ahead. here. But I got to tell you, you local Republican Party people, you need to be on your party leaders to have a plan that your precinct people actually go out and do some work. They go knock on doors and they go chase ballots. That's what Charlie Kirk is talking about doing. By the way, uh, thanks to Kay for putting this up on our Telegram page, the Political Coffee Clatch. It's the, it says, hats off to the boys at Lake Ridge High School in Lake Oswego, Oregon, for pulling the newly installed feminine hygiene dispenser off the boys' bathroom wall and placing it in a toilet. It's a great picture, yes. This is one of these tampon dispensers, napkin dispensers in the boys' bathroom they took it off the wall and they put it in a toilet good for them let's go to freddie freddie good morning good morning jeff uh ronnie needs to understand some 10 minutes 10 seconds or longer than others and boy that was a long 10 seconds <laughs> hey i don't know why the global warming people aren't demanding that the sun come up earlier and stay out, stay out later at night i mean they seem to want to control the weather so why not control the sun um the other issue that I have, look, daylight savings time is all about farming. It's about harvest time. It was. You know, I yes. used to do a lot of hay. You never baled hay before 10 o'clock in the morning, and you went as light as you could to bale your hay. So I'm, I'm really tired of politicians that are not engineers and farmers that don't know a damn thing about how the world works. That's our problem in this country. No engineer would ever destroy a, uh, a 
Um, I've got, I can't even think of it now. But anyway, a dam. They would never destroy a dam. So anyway, that's my dam. <laughs> You're right. Anybody with common sense would never do that. But the leftist agenda isn't based on common sense, is it, Freddie? No, it's not. Well, they don't have any. They don't know anything, Jeff. They think they think that um, milk comes from the grocery store. They think eggs come from the grocery store. They've never been on a farm, never shoveled any manure. They haven't done any of that stuff. What the, I mean, that's what's wrong with this country. We got people electing people that haven't even got out of their house to do anything. Good grief. How sad. How truthful. Thank you, Freddie. All brought to you by our educational system, which is why I help finance the moving of my grandsons from public school into a private Christian school. Not everybody can afford that. That's why we stand up and we fight. So that generations of Young schools of mush, Oregonians are not brainwashed by DEI and everything else getting rammed down our public school throat. Back in a moment, the state senator Dennis Linthicum lost to talk about. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends. Great to be with you. It is uh, Tuesday. In a moment, we're going to chat with our um, weekly visit with State Senator Dennis Lithicum. We'll continue with the daylight savings time issue. Linda writes an email, by the way. The emotional excuse for daylight savings times was when they said school children shouldn't have to wait for their school bus in the dark. I remember that one when I was growing up. Well, I had to. Because <laughs> you know what? In the country where I lived, it didn't matter. In the wintertime, we were in the dark, folks. Didn't matter. We just waited for the bus, you know, lights to come down the road, got out, and got in the bus, and away we went. Imagine that. Anyway, we'll continue with that uh, issue. By the way, the Senate bill, which I'm having trouble finding, the Senate bill that's being introduced here is Senate bill, where is it here? It's in this article from yesterday. 1548. So let's go to State Senator Dennis Lithicum, who joins us. Senator, hey, I'm having trouble finding Senate Bill 1548 on the state's website. Is that because the session hasn't begun yet and we can't see the pre-session filed bills? Yeah, that it's actually just a, a bit of um, the the left, the Democrat majority, um, actually potentially anybody who's ever been in power um, 
before. I don't know because I've never been part of a majority in the in the Senate, but um, hiding legislation because they know some of their uh, crazy ideas will cause an uproar. And if you you know, it's kind of like if the if you don't uh, if you ignore the monster, maybe he'll go away. And uh, it's that philosophy that has um, has destroyed the United States of America. It's that philosophy that says, oh, for example, the the border is secure. Um, our elections um, have integrity. And it was the most secure election in the history of Oregon or the U.S. or wherever. And so these lies just keep flowing out. And yet all around us, inflation is going down. Did you know that yet, Jeff? Inflation is, um, you know, not as bad as it was during the Trump administration. And Has anybody lies- seen the price of eggs lately? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. So to live by lies is to live in a false reality. And and they've convinced a lot of Americans into that trap. It's it's extremely deadly. Truth is the most important thing we can fight and argue for, because when you get into falsehood, everything becomes a possibility, including that your boy is really a girl. And he may not discover he's a girl, so in our school systems, we'll help him along. And the questions they're asking your 10-year-old, you know, who is a fifth grader, potentially maybe a ninth grader, they're asking him to doubt his own common sense, his own intuition. Do you feel like you should be a boy or a girl or something like that. And once you cast a little bit of doubt into an immature mind, you're, you're burning the whole place down. What we should be doing is teaching kids about our founders principles, the ideas that America hasn't yet lived up to like land of the free Right. We um, continually you asked this morning on the cell phone, you said, what what are some bills? I've got potential gun bill legislation coming up and we all heard there will be no gun bills during the short session. Um, After Measure 114 got defeated, they pretend that they're going to be reasonable. You asked the question about the sales tax on ammunition. Um, and and here's, this is short five weeks. None of these are fixes, quote unquote, to real problems such as addiction, homelessness, um, increasing cost of living in the state of Oregon because of regulatory policy and these kinds of things. And nobody's willing to acknowledge those problems exist, especially the Democrat majority Ronnie was right. You have to start talking to your neighbors. You have to start talking to people in the grocery store and make them aware of the fact that we have been snookered. We become complacent. It's about time we gave up being tolerant to the intolerant. You don't have to be tolerant to the intolerant. Um, and, uh, and, and so at some point, um, we have to get back to being uh, sensitive <clears throat> individuals who are paying attention to the real world 
And we can't be forced to accept the unacceptable, but that's what the left is trying to do. So on that um, note, a couple of things. First, Eileen sends me an email and asks me to ask you to help vote or stop Kim Thatcher's bill, you know, to go to make standard time the the final time here and not try to continue with forcing Congress or getting Congress, you know, to, to do day, make daylight savings time. Which, which do you actually favor? Well, you know, I, I go either way. I actually think uh, I'm, I'm on this bill with Kim and I always hook up and do things together. And so um, it, I, this has never passed. I never gave it a second thought. And Kim said, let's, uh, I want to try this again. And I said, that's fine. And she goes, can I put your name on it? And I said, sure. So see, this is part of the problem with the political class mentality. This is a problem when you get a Republican, like, um, one of those who wasn't willing to stand fast, say, come along with me. I think I've got a good idea. The best person to run your life is you. The best person to um, make decisions for your life is you. The best person to decide whether you should take that MRM, what is it, RNA injection is you. And we keep handing this off to bureaucrats, the unnamed, the never named, the the giant organizations that will want to control your life down to the very dot and tittle of how many vaccinations your kids get on the first day of uh, birth. And I, I think it's wrongheaded. The management of your life, your health, and your welfare should belong to you and not primarily to the state. That's what we call statism. Statism is a horror show on the planet. It's a form of collectivism, just like communism, Nazism, socialism, all these isms, all these isms are killing us. And we've got to step away and be individuals. You are an individual created in the image of God. Start walking around like you have a purpose. In California, there's a there's a story in the Federalist today about how a leftist nutty California legislator has introduced a bill that all California automobiles have to have a governor on them that prevents them from driving 10 miles an hour above the posted speed limit. What do you think about that? It's it's just terrible. Um, uh, I actually have a pickup truck that has that installed. I didn't know it. My uh, my 91 uh, diesel got stolen right out of the middle of Klamath Falls, you know, downtown city. Klamath calls poof. My truck's gone in the blink of an eye. And uh, it was a it was a fantastic rig. And uh, I I had to go out into the marketplace and find the best deal I could for the money I could, et cetera. And I have one of those rigs. It's not smart enough to know the posted limit, but it knows that you shouldn't be driving 75. So it, the governor on it starts warning you on the dash at 70 
And by the time you get to 75, it's, you know, you're, you're poof out of gas. So God forbid you're in the passing lane trying to, in a 65 zone, trying to get around somebody who's going 35 and you have to punch it to get ahead. And there's three cars there that you're trying to take all at one time. You're in the left-hand lane passing somebody in the single lane on Highway 97. And all of a sudden your governor kicks in and tells you, nope, you can't do that. Now you're going to have to squeeze in behind car number one, two, or three. This is true traffic hell on earth. <laughs> oh, Senator, you just have too much common sense uh, to well, be... Uh, uh, yeah, because I... I Unfortunately, I I didn't realize this was it's a it was a rig that was part of a uh, a work team kind of thing. So it was a good sale. It was a good deal. It was in pretty good shape. It wasn't dinged up, and you know, quote they maintained it well, et cetera. And I I think the state had people driving those rigs so they wouldn't get in trouble. Um, Senator, I uh, want to invite you and your lovely wife, Diane, to come and join us at our next Political Coffee Clatch on February the 6th, Tuesday night, in Salem at Miller's Barbecue. If you can come join us, we'd love to get your perspective on a lot of other things. You bet. We will uh, We'll see what our schedule looks like, and thanks for the great morning. Bye-bye. Back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, we're back, friends. Uh, By the way, there's an interesting story in the Epoch Times that was sent to me by uh, a state employee who shall never be named. And it is an issue that's relevant to this nuttiness that's going on. You know, I just described this, you know, California idea to have governors on cars that, you know, limit you to the posted speed limit, wherever the posted speed limit is. You know, God save the planet. Well, here's the headline of the story. Trillions spent on climate change is based on faulty temperature data. Climate experts say. Meteorologists finds that 96% of the NOAA temperature stations, 96% of the ground monitoring stations are located in urban heat islands, including next to exhaust fans and on blistering hot rooftops. We're being lied to and they're cooking the books, so to speak. 96% of the ground monitoring. This is why they lead to faulty temperature readings. But everybody believes it. You know, it's one of those things you could have a conversation with someone, right? It's a great article. I'll include it today because most people believe what the government says when it comes to climate change. Because the leftist news media just parrots whatever they say. But somebody who doesn't parrot whatever the government says is our friend Mike Lindell. 
folks, they've got some incredible specials on at MyPillow right now, including free shipping. Did you hear that? Free shipping. Lots of incredible um, gifts. You know, there's a Valentine's Day thing coming up here soon. They have a women's two-piece kimono set. It's kind of a bathrobe kind of kimono set. Really cool. It's on sale, including bathrobes, including the incredible slippers that I love, including the bath towels, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets and the flannel sheets. Stuff that you can get, folks, at big discounts, and you can help preserve your liberty. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code PC23. Many of you have, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you. MyPillow.com, use the promo code PC23. Uh, Doug writes, the state is a fearful master. We don't need a smaller scale of tyrants. We need no tyrants. Right to happiness depends on it. It's getting hard to tell where one kind of terror ends and the other begins, just as there's no good reason to hit a child these people would tell you one. Soon they'll have us all convinced everything and everyone is so corrupt, we must all become communist. One doesn't establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish dictatorship. Richard writes me another email regarding PSTs. After listening this morning, once again, the people that live in town want to run the time change issue to just like our politics on the left coast. And look where we are now with the leftist laws, no prosecution for property destruction. You as a farmer swath early in the morning with the dew on the heads for minimal loss. I bailed alfalfa in the middle of the night to keep the leaf on the stem, milk cows till 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, here's the problem, Richard. I can't combine early in the morning with dew on it. I have to, I have to combine you know, start maybe at 11 o'clock and I, I need the length of day there. Now, you know, the reality is I could, the, the day length is going to stay the same, whether it's for me, nine or 10 o'clock at night. I will say out of a very selfish reason, and I'm going to get to the phones here in a second, folks, out of a very selfish reason, I'm okay with Pacific Standard Time. You know why? Because I have to get up early and do a radio show, okay? And if if I can quit a little bit earlier in the night, maybe I can get to sleep and get more than four hours of sleep a night in the summertime. Just kidding. Let's start with Rich and then move to Gary. Rich, good morning. Morning. Uh, the biggest thing about the Pacific Standard Time, et cetera, et cetera, is that Last time I remember, the cows don't really care about what the time. They'll tell you when it's time to milk. Yeah, that's true. And when my kids, my grandkids go to school in the winter, like right now, uh, they go to school in the dark and they come back in the dark. And when we get closer to spring, then they get more light once we go to daylight saving time when they come home. So... I don't know. Standard time is a waste of time. The other Your thing, too, is... is daylight savings time, then. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that uh, on this poll I'm doing, 
or trying to do. So far, Deb Patterson's coming out as the meanest because she wants to cut kids up. And uh, so far, the common thread is Republican Party doesn't do anything. Unfortunately, that's what's coming out. Well, there you go. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Keep us um, apprised of how your poll comes out. Let's move on to uh, Gary in a moment. Got to just remind you, folks, that, again, don't suffer in the cold of winter. Call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out, and they'll make your system work better for you, and you'll be really happy with it. Be comfortable in your home or your business. Call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456-580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Gary, go Beeps. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. And I've got my MyPillow slippers on, and they're fantastic. I know, they are. Hey, you know, Democrats are very good. Actually, they're excellent at solving imaginary problems. <laughs> like? Well, like climate change. Uh, you know, just about any one of their... And the perfect one is this HCP that uh, they're trying to push through. Now, we did get them to admit that they are doing this to get rid of the lumber industry, uh, which was amazing. Uh, But the other thing that they got caught talking about, oh, what was it? Oh, shoot. They um, they were talking about some stuff that made absolutely no sense. Oh, that's right. That this was the hottest two years we've ever had, and as a farmer, you know that these have actually been the coolest two years we've had in decades. But they over and over again said this was the hottest year in the Northwest. And in Portland, and that, a thousand uh, people died from the heat. Yep. Yeah, you're right, and they're they're using that data, faulty data from the NOAA, from their urban heat monitoring station. Thanks, Gary. Ridiculous. Good up. It is ridiculous. Folks, we're back tomorrow. I hope you are too. Be ready. Political coffee clutch coming up next Tuesday night. See you tomorrow.